the way. And this is part three of gardening for virtually nothing for free. We talked in the last two about uh, ways of, of, of getting seeds and plants um, through grocery store uh, produce and grains and so forth. And um, that should be an ongoing mindset for you as you're taking this approach. And uh, let's talk a little bit about where you can get some other resources, other um, plants and, and so forth for your garden, for your landscape, for free. Now, all of you may have at some time noticed that there are certain trees that uh, at certain times a year, specifically after they've gone to seed, they start leaving little sprouters everywhere. Just think of the Chinese elm trees, which are probably actually usually American elm trees, but we all say Chinese elm trees because that's what everybody's always said they are. And uh, these little elms are growing everywhere. They'll they'll be like 50 of them in a you know three foot square area. And we're just like, oh, those trees, got to pick those out. Now, the elms aren't the only ones that do that. In fact, most kinds of trees do. And if you grow many trees from seed or come to know what their sprouters look like and so forth, what you'll find is that most trees do this. Most trees have little saplings that come up. Now, that's all fine and good, but if you're trying to get trees into your property, well, where, where are you going to get those, you know? I mean, and it's very simple. It's that you find trees around your neighborhood, around your school, around your church, whatever, that have dropped these tiny little saplings, and you take some of the saplings. Now, never take them out of a private property without talking to the uh, owner, okay? But if it's on a public space where you know for a fact they're not going to allow it to grow into a full-size tree, go ahead and take it. For example, in the cracks of the sidewalk, I can't tell you how many uh, box elder trees I have rescued um, from the cracks of sidewalks. Uh, you just go and you kind of put your, you know, you know, pinch it with both hands very carefully and kind of pull very slowly, but just a constant slight tug um, and slowly increase your um, pulling pressure. If you're doing this right, it should take... Uh, up to 30 seconds for it to loosen up just by applying sufficient pressure. Sometimes it's faster, sometimes it takes longer, but but it, it should take a while. It's kind of holding it at that tight position and slowly pulling upward, very slowly. And uh, if there is any chance for it, 
then it will come up with a good amount of roots in there. You'll find that the roots are almost as long as the rest of the tree was. And if you got that, if you got a, a root bit that's as, as long as the above ground tree, you know you've got a good re amount of roots and you should be able to save that tree. What I recommend is after it comes out, stick it immediately into a, um, some kind of water source. What I will often do is have a paper towel, get a paper towel, get it wet, wrap the base of it, you know, with the roots and all in that wet paper towel and then put the wet paper towel in a bag. What that'll do is it'll allow the roots to continue to, uh, to supply the tree the nourishment that it was working on before you pulled it up and the water will encourage the roots to expand out and grow more. And so, uh, and so if you do that, you know, just put them in, in you know, a paper towel. You can also just put it in a cup with water in it. Basically, the roots just need to be in water for, I don't know, I would, I would give it at least an hour, but uh, you can give it up to, you know, a day or two. I wouldn't give it much more than that, somewhere between an hour and two days, let's say. Preferably about one day is what I aim for. I, I try to pick it one day, um, leave it in water overnight, and then plant it the next day. That's usually enough. And then make sure you plant it in good wet soil. Not mud, gushy mud, but good moist soil. And keep it moist for a couple of weeks. Um, and you'll save that tree. Ch chances are, if you stick it in a little pot, um, and you can keep it alive for a couple of weeks, it will be fully ready to go wherever you're, you want to plant it. Now, you, if you don't have that many pots, you don't have the patience for that, you can just, when you pull them out, put them straight into the ground. Just do your best to keep it wet for a while, okay? They're going to do best if they get a little break uh, out of direct sunlight, but still accessible to indirect sunlight, basically sitting in a window. Is, is what's going to work best for it and um, and so and really roots don't like to be in sunlight so if you just got them in water um, you may not want to keep them like that too long if the sun is shining directly into the water it's just not that great for the roots they're struggling to right now they're working on expanding out and recovering and so forth from being pulled out and and uh, they don't need the extra stress there so you can you can take them from rescued sidewalk uh, rescue them from sidewalks street cracks sometimes on parkways um, now you you do have to be careful to make sure that uh, it's not in a place where they um, be at the state the uh, you know if there's a private property there or something you know you have to be able to tell this they're not going to want this here in fact you're doing them a great service by pulling it out if it's too big like you've got a couple of feet tall uh, I would definitely recommend talking to somebody before doing anything about it unless you're work say you're working at a job where it's your job to pull that up anyway um, then go ahead but uh, but I would say that 
the best, the trees that do the best from such, you know, transplanting, if you can call it that, picking. (laughs) If you've got something to dig it out, that's even better. But um, the ones that seem to do the best are the ones that have more than just their seedling leaves. So it's got more than two leaves. And, um, but it is less than, say, a foot tall. In fact, the younger you can get it, the better it's going to adapt to its new environment. However, the younger it is, the harder it is going to be for it to make it through the day. Okay? If, if after a day of sitting in water or wet, you know, paper towel, whatever, it is looking dead, it probably is. And I would say, go ahead and stick it in the ground, but don't expect much from it. Sometimes they come back from that. Um, but if they're looking vibrant and happy and alive, then you've got a great start. And, and it's, it's likely to do really well. If it's just a little bit wilty, then it's probably going to be okay. Um, but it may need a little help um, for a bit. Be that through you know, keeping it in a pot a little longer or, you know, in a particularly good soil or whatever, chances are you cut off in pulling it up a little bit more root than what the tree is prepared to easily adapt to. So it's going to have to adapt difficultly, (laughs) if that's a word. So you can rescue trees, basically. I call those rescue trees. Another thing you can do, and this is one you have to be particularly careful about to make sure you're not um, stealing, (laughs) because you don't want to steal, but uh, roadside trees, especially things like willow or cottonwood, those are easily, you can snip off six inches of the branch, go and stick it in water, for, I don't know, a month or something, and you'll have a nice network of roots that are ready to go in the ground. And uh, sometimes you can even stick them straight in the ground and just keep them good and moist, and they will, you know, again, just regrow. And if you do this, okay, I recommend, let me put it this way, this is the best way to do this one because of the, uh, you know, because you got to be careful. You can't just pull branches off somebody's tree or pick you know eight eight inches off of somebody's tree I recommend you when you're at somebody's house and you like their tree you say oh that's beautiful tree you say do you mind if I just clip off six inches here at the end and I'll see if I can root it and they'll be like I can guarantee you almost everybody's gonna say sure you know have at it you know take more if you want all right, you know, sure. <laughs> and then you can get more. And if you're walking home with, with you know, 15 little 6 to 12-inch branches, um, you've got a pretty good chance that you're going to have a good tree out of that. And that one, particularly with, uh, let's just say willows or anything that looks kind of like willows. So that would include your cottonwoods. That would include, I, I suspect, the almonds. Anything that... Uh, looks like willows. I don't know what it is about them, but they're particularly good at rooting. Um, I, I, I suspect they're related. Um, certainly all willows are related. 
And willows are an interesting aspect to this because if you can get a willow tree started in your yard through this means or whatever, if you can get a willow started, then you can use willow branches in the future as rooting hormone for future other plants. Which means there may be other things, say somebody's got this beautiful grapevine, and maybe they're even trimming it. And you're like, hey, could I take some of those trimmings? You know, it's fresh green trimmed or whatever. They'll say, sure, you know, I was going to burn them, but just to get rid of them, so go ahead and take them. All right, you know, and, and cut off what you need and so forth. What you can do is take willow branches, and by willow branches, I mean it can be any size. If you have, you know, big, thick, you know, three-inch sticks, that's great. If you have fresh, new, green, brand new, grown in the last month, type of sticks they'll work too okay anything in between what I recommend is if you can get something just about a pencil width it's kind of perfect because you're not going to the tree is not even going to notice that you cut it off just practically uh, for how well it does with me having that little amount trimmed off you know how willows are they 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 do taper in size but they taper over you know, 10 feet. So from the one inch branch at the base to 10 feet out at the end, it takes that long from it to go to from one inch to zero inches. Uh, that's, that's how long the taper is. And so cutting off a foot at the end is gonna be like, yeah, you're getting a pencil's width um, going down to nothing. And, uh, and that will very likely grow very well. Now, a trick particularly with willows. Oh, let me finish my other point before I go on to this. The reason you want to cut off willow sticks is because willow sticks have a natural rooting hormone built into them. When you stick them in water, they immediately begin the process of trying to re-root. And in doing so, the sap and so forth that uh, they have and and also just the uh, general... Um, essence of the plant leaks into the water and that water is being filled with rooting hormone. It's a natural rooting hormone that extends out from the willow in order to encourage the rooting of its own stick, its own branch. And I had a a willow branch. I, I have people bring dead branches, you know, cut branches Uh, When they trim their trees, instead of taking them to the dump, I say, please bring them to my house and just dump them in on, you know, the edge of my yard there. Have a little place for it. Anybody that comes can just drop off branches, leaves, whatever. And I watch those piles because sometimes they are willows. And when they are, I will stick those in the ground. I'll just shove them straight down into the ground and uh, in a place that hopefully I can keep moist for a while and there was one particular branch that I was working on a not at the time I wasn't thinking it was a pond but kind of a hole that I was filling with water in order to try to just kind of get a feel for what it would take to make a pond you know and I just kind of filled it up and then let it go and it just of course drained down in over a couple hours or whatever this hole was you know a couple three feet deep maybe and and uh 
And later when I got ducks, I kind of had a hose dripping into this uh, hole to grow water or to grow, to leave water in. So they have a little pond, you know, it was just kind of dripping into it to keep it from all seeping away. And uh, I just had one of these, you know, willow branch deliveries and I just took a big branch and just kind of stuck it in there. Kind of, it probably popped into the ground, I don't know, a couple inches, maybe at best. And, and then I forgot about it. I kind of left it there with the idea they can climb out using the branch if they need to or whatever. Well, darned if this branch doesn't uh, leaf up after about a month. And now it is arguably one of, if not the tallest tree in my yard, one of the tallest trees in my yard, and it's like a bush growing out from that little hole in the ground. And yes, it's been wet uh, for most of the year, but um, I haven't made any effort with this tree other than just sticking it down in that water source, and I'm assuming that the roots branched out and then found their way down underground. I believe the ducks and so forth kicked the, the dirt up around it, so you know maybe that helped as well to bury it in. But uh, it's in the ground, and I think it would take a great deal of effort to keep that willow from growing extensively. My point is, if you can get a willow started, Every year you can trim off a bunch of branches to put in water and if you just let them sit there for an hour or so, that's going to be full. You know, say you get just kind of a handful of branches, um, we'll just say seven or eight little branches, cut them up. You can even cut them up real small if you want more juices in there uh, if you're not interested in them rooting. but just providing rooting hormone for the water cut them up as small as you like throw them in the water and let them sit in there for a couple hours and then and I should say a couple hours to a couple of days anywhere in there and then when you're getting uh, uh, when you're at somebody's house you say what a beautiful grapevine are these the trimmings you just trimmed yeah I trimmed those yesterday or day before whatever can I take some of those sure you know Take that home and stick it in that willow water and just let it sit and see if it it uh, roots. Chances are if you um, if you've uh, got it in a good condition where it's getting indirect sunlight, uh, maybe through a window or something, chances are you're going to have a lot of success with things rooting. And once they root, you plant them and you have that plant now. It costs you nothing. And the nice thing is, as far as trees are concerned, you've probably got about a year and a half head start. Because if you're starting with, a, with say, a, a two-foot branch, uh, and it roots and then begins branching out and growing up, well, how long does it take from seed for a tree to uh, go get to two feet tall probably about a year and a half assuming you take care good care of it I have trees that are older than that that haven't gotten that tall yet well that means you've got a good head start on it and you're gonna have a fabulous tree 
You can try this with any kind of tree you want. The ones that I've mentioned are ones that are particularly good at it, but you can do it with anyone you want. One thing I did before I got enough willow to take care of all my willow needs is I made mental notes of my town who had willow trees, be it globe willow or uh, pussy willow or uh, weeping willow. And especially the ones that were just the big lush ones that would just whoosh in the wind, you know, and everything. Whenever we had a windstorm, I would wait, you know, till about an hour into the storm or, you know, maybe just barely after the wind has subsided and I would drive around these areas because what I found is that about every other time every other storm there'd be at least one of them one of the trees that had knocked off some you know usually about four foot pieces of branch branches and they're just blown out into the road in the middle of the road almost always sometimes they're more like under the tree um but if they're on the side of the road or on the sidewalk, go ahead and take them. The people are probably planning on cleaning it up. They're probably planning on uh, on throwing it in the garbage as soon as possible. And uh, you've just saved them the effort. So uh, you've done them a favor. You can do the same with parks, cemeteries, anywhere where there's some trees that you're like, hmm... I wouldn't mind getting a branch of that stuff and you and you feel funny about clipping off six inches off the end if you just wait for a good windstorm sometimes a heavy rainstorm or anything that uh, that puts some stress on on those you know large trees branches uh, go around and if you find a branch grab it bring it home cut it up what I recommend as far as how much to cut off and so forth I recommend aiming for one foot branches usually one foot you know and it's going to depend on the length of the branch I mean the width of the branch too the smaller it is the smaller you're going to want the uh, branch to be because keep in mind that uh, these trees are working to get their energy from the base up into the higher parts. If you have this tiny little branch that's pencil thickness and it's three feet long, that top is just not likely to make it. It's just not, which is fine. You know, if it die, it, what you'll see it doing as it's sitting in water and starting to root is that from the tip it'll just start to blacken and die, and then it'll just work its way down that dead portion until it hits. It'll either get to a nodule and stop, or it'll continue on to the next nodule and stop, or it'll continue to the next nodule and stop. But it, the death always goes to the nodules because nodules are kind of like base stations. Um, if you can get the nourishment to that nodule, then that nodule can work on branching out new life. And if there is a point halfway between the nodules that it's dead halfway up the death is going to happen all the way down to the nodule it's the plant figures out pretty quick okay there's a point where we can't go past 
you know, the point of no return is beyond the nodules. Um, once, you know, so, so just because the top of your branches are dying, it's not a big deal. You can cut it off if you want, or you can wait. It really doesn't much matter. I usually try to cut it off just because if I see it's halfway between nodules, I'm going to cut it off at the next nodule down just because it can't live. It, there's nothing that can be accomplished after the nodule if it can't reach the next nodule. And so cutting it off right above that um, highest living nodule will help you out with that. But um, so if you've got this tiny little pencil thin thing, you may want to go for more of the six to eight inches of length. If you've got a two inch thick branch, you may want to go for a couple of feet, maybe even three feet, because the bigger the branch, the more robust the uh, delivery system is. And yet, recognize also that the bigger and thicker it is, the longer it's going to take to really root. So what you'll find, if you let's just say you have a bunch of willow branches. I use willows as an example because they're such a perfect tree to learn about this stuff. You see it so quickly and so effectively that you learn a lot. If you have um, several willow branches, what you'll find is that the biggest ones won't seem to be doing anything. They're staying green, but they're not, so they're not dying, but they're not branching, they're not uh, getting roots, not doing anything. And the little ones, they will start popping out roots within a week or two, and sometimes even faster. It's like they were anticipating you putting them in the water or something, and they'll start shooting out branches right away, but the tops will start dying right away too. And so you, you know, you'll find them meet somewhere at a nodule and, uh, and they'll find this happy place where like, okay, we're not going to die beyond this point. And at that point, you'll start seeing little branches come out. The larger ones will be sitting there a long time. And they're the ones that you'll see little white puffs um, forming on the sides of the plant. Um, they, will, they look like some kind of little fungus or little something. But what that is, is that's the that's the uh, nodules preparing for roots for putting roots out and the roots want to come out of the nodule they will come out I, they pretty much come out of the nodules just, just, let's just say that and so keep an eye on those nodules they're, they're the little base stations every few inches or a couple of feet depending on you know the length if it's a tiny little branch they may be every inch or so you know it depends on the plant and so forth but uh, but the little separator points that's where the roots are going to come out that's where the branches are going to come out that's where all the action is it's at the edge well, like we've talked about the edge those are the edges of plants is the nodules so hopefully that gives you an idea of what you can do uh, with um, growing things from cuttings Cuttings shouldn't cost you anything, ever, really. I mean, if there's if there's one that's particularly, um, okay, sorry, I'm driving in traffic and and something weird is going on up there. The lights, I don't know if it's a police car or what, but huh. 
maybe they're just somehow warning me of deer up ahead. Sorry about that. Um, so, so this is, you shouldn't have to pay for cuttings. Although if there's a particular one that you know, you're confident that you can do, and it's something that is worth it, you might want to offer paying somebody um, to be able to um, clip a little off of their tree if you want to. But better yet, I mean, we're talking about doing things free. You know, offer them something in return. Can you do me a favor and let me cut off a couple branches, you know, and in exchange I'll give you this or I'll let you have that, whatever. Chances are if you just ask them, if you can clip off a little, they'll say, sure, that's fine. And if you know somebody's pruning or that they like to prune, you can say, hey, when you prune those, can you let me know? I'd love to take the prunings if you're not going to use them for anything. And uh, and most of the time they'll say, yeah, I'd be glad not to have to worry about those. And I've gotten fruit trees growing out of um, people's prunings. I've gotten plenty of willow trees. I've gotten cottonwood trees. I've gotten... Um, you know, you can just try it with anything. And uh, worst case scenario, it just doesn't work. But uh, And you haven't lost anything. But you've certainly learned something. And you'll be taking notes because you'll find, oh, this tree, it doesn't work so well, but it lasts a, last long, a long time in the water. It doesn't die. Now, if you're, uh, if you're wanting to grow something like a lilac, I recommend with a lilac... Here's how you do it. And this would probably apply to many other kinds of trees if you're doing cuttings. If you want to do a cutting of a lilac, what you want to do is catch that time in the spring when there is new green growth. And what you're going to do is is you want to cut, um, cut off the branch just below the nodule of the old growth. So the old growth is where you're going to get the robust roots from. And the new growth is what's telling the tree, this is where you need to put your energy. And so, and, and lilacs are really good about this because they don't grow, I mean, they can grow fast, but it's really obvious in them which growth is from this year and which growth is from last year. Because the old growth is pretty much white or brown. And the, the new growth is green, completely green. It's a difference between wood and plant is what it is. And so you're going to want to cut off, you're going to want some of the wood in there and then the rest of the green growth. Now, one thing, point that I wanted to make with any, oh, and and with the um, lilac, just stick it straight in the ground, deep enough that both some of the green and all of the wood is underground. Okay and then keep it wet for like months because it will, and it will not seem to do anything for months. It will sit there and your leaves are not dying, but they're not growing new ones or anything. And you're going to be like, okay, you know, and it'll be like a year later that you'll see new growth coming from. That's fine because at that point they're pretty good, doing pretty good. And if you keep them wet, you know, for a few months or whatever, probably for that next year, that second year, kind of help it out as much as you can. And after that, it's, it's a permanent tree. But uh, one of the points I don't want to forget to make is that plants are, um, 
trying to put their energy where they think it's most necessary. And so if you're cutting off an end of a tree, that's the area where they have been given the signal all along, put your energy into growing leaves because you're supposed to be collecting sunlight. And and that sunlight will be needed for photosynthesis and and building carbon, which is used to expand the tree. That's not the signals you want the tree or the uh, branch to be focusing on once you've cut it off. You want it to be focusing on roots. So what you want to do, and you don't have to do this because it will do it itself, but it does save it a little bit of energy and gives it a little bit better chance if you cut nearly all the leaves off. Just pop them off or, or cut them or whatever. But because those leaves are focusing on photosynthesis and you need to focus on roots right now, your, your tree does. When you cut the branch off and cut it at an angle, I'm not gonna say, you know, 30 degrees or 70 degrees or whatever. I'm just gonna say cut it at an angle. Um, so it's it's a slanted, you know, almost like you're trying to get a, a pokey end out of it. Not too pokey, but 45 degree angle, give or take. And, um, and then um, pop off all the leaves except maybe a couple at the top. Because um, those, if you do that, it will just save it energy. If you don't do that, what you'll do is you'll stick it in water and you'll find all the leaves just die. And you're like, oh, it's dead now. It didn't work out. No, that's not what it means. It means that it's just recognized at some point. You know what? I don't think we need leaves right now. I think we need roots. So they just give up on the leaves and they fall off. And what you find is the roots will then grow and then new leaves will grow. Okay, so don't worry about it. That Your plant looks like it's dead. Look at the, um, the branch itself. If it doesn't look dried up and dead or brown and rotting, then it's probably still alive and it's still working on it. Remember what we said in a previous episode that plants don't die easily. They are still alive so long as there is anything about them that is still green or fresh in some way, which means that a good botanist will be able to bring any part of a plant back to life. A good scientist could could nick the end of a leaf and probably bring it out a, back a new plant. Um, that would take a lot more work and, and a lot more knowledge and so forth. And that's okay because uh, you don't have to worry about doing that. <laughs> what you need to worry about is using the basic science of knowing that if a plant is not dried out or rotting brown, and sometimes you'll even have rot and the plant is still alive, you know, so, um, you know, just keep an eye on that. Um, it's not dead until that whole branch is dead, okay? And um, so, yeah, branching, or, or I mean, uh, root cuttings are a great way to get it. Uh, tree rescues, you can do other kinds of plant rescues as well. Um, are great ways to get other kinds of plants that are not produce-based plants. If you can get some fruit to grow that way too, great. Uh, I would just say, turn your system into a laboratory, okay? Make it a laboratory 
until you've got it the way you want it. Meaning, well, let's try doing this and let's try doing that. What if we tried rooting this? What if we tried cutting that? And there's lots of things that will grow from cuttings that you may not have thought of otherwise. Um, basil does really well from cuttings. I've heard that rosemary can do from cuttings. I've not tried it with rosemary. Try it with anything, especially perennial things, because perennials are designed to come back every year, which means they lend themselves really well to a perennial-based system or a, or a, a, an ecosystem. So I think we'll probably have another part four coming up, hopefully, um, where we can just talk about um, food stamps uh, and, and other government um, helps that you can use for gardening, which are wonderful because you're working on becoming more self-reliant, self-sufficient, so that you don't need help from the government. That maybe we'll have as a part four. So with that, I'm Charles Hathaway. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Wild Tater.